Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trumble, the horror movie podcast. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Yeah, better than last time because I got to miss out talking a double shot of Stuart Gordon. I even know how it went. Yeah, they are both very wild movies from Beyond Absolutely. Castle Freak. Um Castle, I mean, because I watched both of them, and of course got like a migraine right before recording, but um, I mean, I enjoy From Beyond quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Castle Freak is fucking rough. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that movie. Biting someone's nipple off is, is too much for you? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Fair. Well, there's no Castle Freaks this week. Um... Just good old amusement parks. How could you not love amusement parks? You know. Uh, After this, that's probably pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, this, this might turn people off from amusement parks, but yeah, we're uh, watching. Well, this episode, the Fun House from 1981, uh, kind of under the radar. Uh, Toby Hooper movie. I think this was before. Is it? Yeah, I think it might have been before. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm not entirely sure. Actually, no, no this is a, this uh, after the, after the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is for sure after the first one. Yeah. Um. To be. Uh, this is actually the movie that I believe got him hired for um. Poltergeist, I believe. I could see mm-hmm. it. Um. But yeah. Uh. What is the funhouse about? Well, rebellious team Amy defies her parents by going to a trashy carnival that has pulled into town. In tow are her boyfriend Buzz and their friends Liz and Richie. Think it would be fun to spend the night in the campy funhouse horror ride. The teens witness a murder by a deformed worker wearing a mask. Locked in, Amy and her friends must evade the murderous carnival workers and escape before it leaves town the next day. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can tell this is definitely a Toby Hooper movie because it kind of has that like southern grime gothic kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. But of course, it takes place in an amusement park. Yeah, this was a really grimy movie though, wasn't it? It was kind of nasty. Yeah. Like you kind of look at this movie, you're like, I don't know if I want to touch anything in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just reading back here. It looks like uh, Spielberg had asked Toby to direct E.T. and then Toby turned it down because he was making this movie. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. So then the then Poltergeist came afterwards. Well, at least you probably have to imagine this played into him getting Poltergeist. I mean, at some point, right? So. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, when was the first time uh, you two watched Funhouse? I, I I think my first full like from beginning to end watch 
through of it was for this podcast. I think I've just seen snippets of it before. I don't think I've ever seen the entire film until now. Mm. Um, and I will automatically say that this movie has so much setup. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is a long stretch of setup before really anything happens. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and there's that whole scene where uh, the boyfriend thinks he gets bitten by that mutant baby in the, the mm -hmm. test tube or whatever. And I didn't read anything about this movie, which I also watched for the podcast. No surprise there. Um, and so that scene happened and I thought is this going to be some sort of weird carnival zombie movie? Like, there was a there was a scene, too, where she, like, runs into a guy, the Amy, the main character, runs into a guy who almost looks like a zombie. Mm -hmm. And for a second, I thought this was going to turn into a zombie movie. And then it just totally veered off into a different direction. But could have, could have been, could have been. Yeah. This movie could have been many different things. And I, I, I think it's still kind of confused by the ending of what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um... Because at the end of the day, it, it really all feels like it's kind of cent centered around this mutant kid mm -hmm. that, yeah. that can't cons can't control his urges, and you know it's like. But I, I mean, there's so many kind of unanswered questions and kind of plot holes and stuff like thoroughly through it. Oh yeah, and like there's stupid things like that laughing animatronic thing that like mm -hmm. you feel like there's more to it like it's like yeah. cursed or something and they're like nah just keeps laughing at people no, the power seems to be cursed yeah, yeah. i think but... back at all the weird things that happened in this movie i feel like I, sh I should like it a little less than i actually ended up liking it <laughs> well i think it's because the last the, the back end of the movie is so bonkers that it's like you just kind of like it kind of redeems itself once it gets going yeah. Um, but I, I mean, besides our, our main girl, our final girl, I hated everybody in the movie. Like you, you, you're just kind of like, oh, like when it finally happens to these people, it's going to be really fucking satisfying. That was exactly it. When I was making my notes while watching this for, for first kill, um, like before anything had even happened, I wrote, I hope it's the asshole boyfriend. <laughs> Like, yeah. I just didn't yeah. care about any of her friends. They all seem like jerks to me for the most part. Like, I don't I don't know why she decided to make the decision to go out that night. No, not at all. And I, I just wanted Richie to get killed. And his death is so insane. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely got it the most brutal out of anybody. Yeah, it's just so weird. And like, yeah, I don't like there's some there's there's just like weird setups in this movie that you're like logistically i don't know how this works <laughs> yeah i uh i had seen snippets before of this too yeah but i had never seen the movie in full um i remember once i put it on i was really stoned and i passed out and i woke up and i was like it got to the scene where like gunther gets killed and i was like oh cool but <laughs> Never saw anything else. Arguably, probably saw the coolest scene in the movie, in my opinion, was when Gunther gets killed. Because he mm -hmm. just gets, like, shocked and, like, then he gets sent to some gears and crushed to death. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's kind of cool. A minimally bloodless scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although, I do like the design of Gunther. Having, like, rewatched the movie, like, that was my main takeaway. I'm like, it's kind of like a bat, but kind of like a person. It's It's... 
kind of a cool design. I kind of dug it, even if it was, um, you know, relatively simple for the time. But I don't know. It's one of the few takeaways I had for this movie. I was like, I like Gunther's design. That's mm. that's what I'm fixating on. It it wasn't mm. a bad reveal either. Like in no. terms of him wearing the mask and then taking it off, and you're like, oh, he's like an actual circus freak, I guess, underneath there. Like you just think he's gonna be some like one of the dudes that maybe you saw earlier one of the the carnival guys who's super creepy announcing whatever's going on at the carnival yeah uh, but then it actually turns out to be like oh he's like a basically a monster <laughs> uh maybe it's just me but the gunther looked a little bit like clint howard but like mixed with the bat <laughs> his screaming yeah, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Like, if 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 the scream the scream queen screams at him, right, mm-hmm. and then he screams back, it's just that I I I, I laugh so hard at that yeah. scene. It was so funny. Yeah, I mean, it's like he was mimicking her. Yeah, or like in a way, like almost mocking her. I I don't know. It's very interesting because you're like, what is going on here? Okay, um. Yeah, got a couple emails here. Scott says, good movie, but also pleasantly surprised at the TNA in this top-notch stuff. Sophia, <laughs> Sylvia Miles does yeah. nudity in this movie, who is, I mean, largely known for a lot of nudity in her career, like Midnight yeah. Cowboy and everything. But by the point of this movie, uh, I mean, she is, she is an aging actress at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it wasn't, it, it was especially in horror like it was usually like the you know the quote-unquote teen girls or early girls in their early 20s that did did nudity and i mean sylvia miles at that point in 82 uh i mean she would have been geez she would have been in her mid 40s i believe by that point yeah Uh, no 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 no. she would have been damn near 60 years old at that point yeah I mean, there was Elizabeth uh, Barrage as well, kind of at the beginning there, where she's getting out of the shower. Or getting yeah, out of the shower. which is slightly uncomfortable because uh, Elizabeth Burridge looks like she's like 16 years old in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a little, I was like, mm. I, I was shocked actually that they, that they did nudity in that part because I thought she was a lot younger than they were, than she was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was kind of like, whoa, Toby, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Well, and the whole scene of her being scared in the shower is done by her brother, but there are some slightly suggested uh, acts that he does with that knife that you're like, ooh, she's definitely going to get it. This is definitely a murder. And then it's her little brother, and you're like, hmm, maybe maybe he's got some problems. (laughs) So very ripped off of Halloween, right? Oh, yes. Psycho and all that stuff. There's like a few moments like that early in the movie where they're kind of riffing on some other horror movies and i was like oh this is kind of interesting and then they just abandoned that they're like eh we're not really gonna do that for the rest of the movie i'm like that's weird like just i don't know just seemed like a weird thing to just abandon i actually kind of dug that i thought it would have been really cool if like there was like a guy working there that had like a michael myers mask or something like Mm -hmm. something like that i don't know just feel felt weirdly abandoned like somebody yeah. just forgot that they were doing that or something. No, the classic. Uh, instead, we had the classic um, Frankenstein mask with the little hanger of drool. Yeah. Mm. Coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Nice touch. Yeah. Um. 
So, yeah, I don't know if this is top-notch TNA. There's, there's better. <laughs> I don't know what you've been watching lately where this is, like, all of a sudden on a pedestal for you, Scott, but no, not quite top-notch TNA. Not quite. Uh, Dylan asks, if, or says, if you like this, watch Eaten Alive, another Toby Hooper classic. Uh, sure. Yeah. Weird movie about uh, a guy who runs a hotel who feeds people to his pet alligator. I don't know if I would say it's top-notch <laughs> Toby Hooper, but, I mean, it's it's one of his movies, sure. Yeah. I think Marilyn Burns is in that one, too. It's on Shudder. Oh, is it? There you go. Yeah. If you want some alligator action. <laughs> Maybe we're saving that for an alligator double feature. There you go. Mm. Yeah, why not? There's actually... Um, um, Afterwards, when I was kind of going going through it, and and um, um, like the the uh, the movie recommendations that uh, the IMDb gives you off of it, oh. there was a there was a couple in there. I was like, oh, those would be good ones to cover in the future. Um, of course, they're not popping up now, but uh, there's there's some deep cuts from from Toby's uh, Toby's past and stuff like that, and some. Um, like uh oh well actually uh, there's one that I think it was produced by him uh, called Night Terrors. Okay. That looks really fucked up from '93. That's funny. Um, and we haven't done Life Force, have we? No, I don't think we have. No. No, well, that'd be an interesting one to do too. But yeah, yeah, Eaten Alive was one of those ones that popped up, and Mortuary, which uh, Toby Hooper did in 2005. Also, they pop well. This movie popped up, and it's a movie I want to cover eventually. It's the movie Popcorn. Oh, yes, Popcorn. That was one of the other ones that was in there. Yeah. It's an anthology movie, isn't it? Uh, mm. Yes. I believe so. <laughs> and Spontaneous Combustion, which Toby Hooper did with uh, Brad Dorif. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, um, is he... He he, it's he plays the son of uh, uh, of uh, parents that were uh, affected by uh, atomic weapons and stuff, and then he has Whoa. he has the ability to fry people now. Wow! Yeah. I always forget that the teacher from Fast Times at Richmond High is in Popcorn. Yep. Uh, I really appreciate that a movie about radiation is called Popcorn. Right. <laughs> Um, the, uh, speaking of fast times, fast times has turned 40. And when I, uh, when I Instagrammed it out, um, Kelly Maroney liked it and sent me a little DM. I was like, cool. Cool. Yeah, Kelly Maroney. Uh, she's a cheerleader in that movie. Yeah. That's a movie. I, I, I that's like top 10 movie of me, for me all, all time. Oh, it's so good. Not a horror It's so movie, good. Still. No. And. It, it, it's broader than just a high school teen comedy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much more at play in that movie. That's why I really love it. Yeah. Not a horror movie, but if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, if anything, to understand why the Phoebe Cates nudity scene is so popular. It's because the car's stereo in motion is used at the time. Okay. Oh wait, uh, that's not why. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think there's something a little more tantalizing than that, but <laughs> um, what do we have for 
best line in the movie? Does anyone have a favorite line? Uh, I liked the uh, Magician's Vlad the Impaler speech. That was another thing in this movie that I thought, oh, this is going to lead somewhere or be foreshadowing for something, which I guess kind of it was for the the bo- the boyfriend Buzz's death a little bit, but mm-hmm. I I really liked it. it was very ominous and and uh, a little uh, it hoodwinked you a little bit that you thought oh is this he might just murder someone right on stage and this might just kick off the rest of the movie but no it's just like a regular magician's act but I did mm-hmm. like the speech it was really good yeah I, I'm honestly I like anything that Ke- all of Kevin Conway's lines uh, he was the Barker. The, mm. the carnival barker he's just so atmospherically great that i really love him mm-hmm. but that scene in the bathroom with that old lady and then liz <laughs> goes i hate people who preach especially in bathrooms like what <laughs> what mm-hmm. that's a very I, specific i i liked to the old lady after that was like oh what does she say god always knows or something like that but she says it from the stall all ominously and it's just like echoing in the background (laughs) it was kind of funny yeah um there was the scene where gunther kills the the prostitute um because she wouldn't give him a refund and then uh yeah, the Barker says, you paid Madame Zena $100 for this? You crazy fool. I could have gotten you one of these showgirls for 20 Well, you never were much for knowing the value of, the, of cash, were you? It was just like, it's just like, <laughs> so weird. Just, I don't know. It was a very weird lie, but happy to cracking up that he was like, teaching his quote-unquote son the value of money. <laughs> uh, Best performance. Oh, boy. Kevin Conway. Yeah, I guess he kind of wins because no one else was really doing that great of a job. No, I mean, uh, Sylvia Miles has some really great scenes. Mm-hmm. Like her exasperated fortune telling is really great. Yeah. Like that was the re- that uh, at that point I was like, all those fuckers should die. Yeah. Yes. When they're like mocking her to her face, I'm like, you're just it's just complete setup for you to die horrifically well not really horrifically but just die i guess essentially yeah so <laughs> some of them off screen at yeah. least one of them off screen <laughs> some, some of them in ways that we go are they dead they must be dead because they're not moving okay right? they're dead <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i i it has to be kevin conway because he's the whole atmosphere of the thing because buddy in the in the in the mask or whatever like he's very kind of one note right Mm -hmm. don't even really give him like a quasimodo like emotional thing right like he's just kind of murderous yeah yeah exactly and i mean the teens are all very one note on purpose probably yeah because i mean they're all meant to die quickly but yeah typically well it's funny because hooper gives the characters more depth in his previous work like texas chainsaw but this one no there's just really really very surface level yeah i can see why this one's not as well regarded it's just i don't know it lacks a little bit of polish to keep it interesting mm-hmm. okay uh best kill in this i put gunther just because it was hilarious how he got shocked, and then he was getting ground up by his <laughs> gears. 
Yeah, and then he tried to drag Amy in with him. Which, wouldn't it, what if the movie ended with that? With them both dying years Yeah. That could have been interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I did like Richie's death purely because it was absolutely ridiculous. And I don't understand how it happened at all. Yeah. Um, getting, I guess, I, I, and like, I can't tell if I looked away and I missed something. But like, did that rope really just come out of nowhere? And like, he yeah. just happened to get it absolutely hung? did. Okay, yeah, well, then that's... It absolutely, absolutely did. That makes... trap door opened up, and... <laughs> it just... Especially in a, a carnival funhouse, where I guess maybe it was supposed to be a prop or something, but it's just so... It, it was... It was... I didn't understand it, but... I, like, I looked at the screen, and I was like, yep, okay, he's just gonna die right here for almost no reason, just mm. because of this prop. memorable kills in this um just because i like the aesthetic um uh liz getting killed in the um uh, that fan that kind of fan mm. area mm. like not that it was great because it was all off screen and i guess he's pawing the fuck out of her face because you see the result later but mm -hmm. i i really like the light filtering through the uh the like it, it's so toby hooper that yeah. kind of lighting stuff so i don't know that's the most effective one everything else is like even um the carnival barker getting impaled on that like random ass statue sword and stuff like it's just weird yeah there's a lot of weird death but i do like richie well he's already dead when he when he gets the axe buried in his face by buzz right yeah <laughs> so he's already dead but it's still kind of like insult to injury like it's really funny I know, and then that blonde chick, I can't remember, Liz, I think her name is. Yep. She's, she just is in shambles after that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like... <laughs> oh, it was so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So ridiculous that I kind of loved it. Yeah. Uh, dumbest decision in this movie. When it happened, I said, don't stick your hand near any sort of weird carnival babies in test tubes and get bitten by them because i thought that was going to lead somewhere but then i i don't think i could put that because nothing ended up happening mm. i i guess just don't stay behind in at fun houses late at night otherwise you'll witness things you wish you never did yeah the little boy was making dumb decisions everywhere oh yeah did anything even actually nothing like... kind of comes from him doing anything yeah, okay. I <laughs> just wanted to confirm because that just seemed point pointless, yeah. basically. Honestly, there's nothing that comes from his part of the storyline, in my opinion. Unless it was really just to set up that one scene where she's screaming at her family through well, like, the fan. But, but then at the same time, like, so what? You know what I mean? Like, it's still <laughs> yeah. completely ineffectual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was just so much what the fuck to that. There's no point to that. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, I love when that dude pulls the gun on him, though. It's like, what? Yeah. Why? It, was was that guy even a carnival guy, or was that just a no, random guy? Okay. He's just some rando. <laughs> they fucking pull the gun on him. For a second, I thought that that was like a, just a scene to show. Oh, look how crazy these carnival guys are! But it, it was just a random dude. Like yeah. I don't think he showed up as again. Far as I, any. No. Yeah. Just some guy sitting in his fucking car. 
Yeah. It's so fuck? fucking random. Uh. Um. Yeah. Uh. Dumbest decision. Oh my gosh. I mean. Just any woman sleeping with Gunther. I mean. Come on, the guy is like, you know, and I know money's tight sometimes, but still. Well, and then she even says that I wasn't going to do it anyway, right? Doesn't she even say that like, when she pushes him off and stuff? Like, I think I think so, yeah. Yeah, that it was all just like a ruse, whatever, and that's when he starts to strangle her, right? Yeah. So the, the, again, what is the fucking point? Yeah, not much point. <laughs> no. Okay, I think it's time to rate this movie. Let's, uh, let's everyone think for a score. I'm gonna give it a seven because it does it does occupy like iconic piece in the transition from seventies to eighties horror, and it's a very special point in Toby Hooper's career as well. I I think, mm. um, but it is massively flawed, and I I think you have to use the iconic nature of this film to kind of get over those pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, and it's also very slow going to get to that point. Yeah. But yeah, I think a seven's okay. Yeah. I, I want to say a seven too, um, for even though there are some just weird bits that don't go anywhere. And I feel like I've criticized other movies pretty harshly for doing that. But for some reason, this movie, I, I don't, it isn't as big of a deal to me. There there are things in this movie that I just think are fun and ridiculous that maybe make it not so big of a deal. But yeah, I think I would also go with a seven. I feel like a six is too low and it's definitely not an eight. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with an eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess I kind of like the aesthetic. Kind of bumped it up for me. It's got some flaws, but I don't know. I kind of dug the sort of like grimy, gothic kind of aesthetic of this movie it kind of was working for me even when there was parts of the movie that were dragging i was like i was kind of just drawn into the whole world they were creating so yeah get some points for that all right well steve where can people find you on the internet yeah i'm on twitter and instagram at the steve dead uh you can also find me on letterboxd uh, i believe under the same uh my website stevestebbing.ca on every and every Thursday, I'm on The Shift with Shane Hewitt uh, doing regular movie reviews, TV reviews, Blu-rays, stuff like that. Nice. Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? I hang out sometimes on Instagram or Twitch under the username Agronomicon. I have a blog that is still in the process of being updated, but once it is updated, it will be where I post about all of the other shit that I do on the internet. Um, Circeanic.hub.blog and I post movie scores for the movies that we watch on the podcast on Letterboxd under the name Circeanic as well. Nice. And I'm over at threeandgreennerves.com where almost every other day got new content going up. Uh, Got some reviews up for She-Hulk episodes one through four. And Orphan First Kill, which surprisingly takes some big swings. I was not expecting Orphan First Kill to be as daring as it was. Maybe not a great movie, but it's interesting. I just can't believe that William Brent Bells made something passable. 
<laughs> I was just, I was watching this movie. I'm like, ah, it's gonna be fucking more of the same. Like we're just gonna get the same orphan movie. And then there's a twist like halfway through the movie, or maybe like two thirds through the movie, something like that. But I was like, oh, you're doing something fucking wild with this, and I'm here for it. It was very interesting, very uh, surprising. So I don't want to spoil it. Maybe one day we can do a orphan orphan first kill double feature. But uh, yeah, go check it out. It's on VOD right now. Uh, yeah. Well, until next time when we talk about the amusement park. Bye for now.